and also have a supporting husband is very important because there are so many appointments. Um, you know, it will take a hard toll on a woman's career if it's always a woman who has to take leave to, you know, to uh, help the baby make doctor's appointments and all that. So thankfully, my husband and I, we take turns um, to take leave and uh, to work from home. To really find that uh, uh, middle ground that I can be forgiven to myself, I can be more uh, generous with myself and you know just and also just uh, being able to enjoy enjoy this whole uh, new role and the whole new complexity of my life a little bit better I think you know that is something that I'm usually trying to figure out welcome to the mother honestly podcast this is your host blessing additional founder and CEO of mother honestly On this show, we interview ambitious women that are thriving in and beyond motherhood. Expect honest and real conversations that will encourage and inspire you to take actions on your dreams. Welcome to the Mother Honestly podcast. Today with me, I have Elle Wang. She's the founder and CEO of Amelia George. It's a new sustainable fashion line out of New York. And Elle was also one of the sponsors for Modern Summit. If you were there, I'm sure you saw some of her pieces. They were beautiful and gorgeous. She's also um, working full-time with the United Nations in the Department of International Affairs and Partnership. Welcome, Elle. How are you? I'm good, Blessing. So glad to be here. And hello, everyone who's listening. I know, I know we have tons and tons of listeners that are dying to hear more about your experience. Um, one of the things that drew me to you, Elle, was how you were beautifully combining your role as a full-time working mother and starting a business, a full-blown startup with so many bells and whistles. I mean, you have manufacturing, you have production, you have PR, you have all these different moving parts. How are you doing it? What, what drives you to you know, to come up with such an ambitious goal, um, despite the fact that you have a full-time job on your hands and a baby. <laughs> <laughs> well, thank you so much for a kind words, blessing. I don't know if, you know, my husband or like people in my household would describe me as beautifully <laughs> managing everything um, all the time. Um, you know, I actually started my company when I was five months pregnant. You know, I was uh, going into my maternity leave and um, the big drive for me was really twofold. You know, one is, you know, this uh, really persistent struggle to find the kind of maternity clothes that I can wear that, you know, maintain my professional image and also the kind of uh, quality that I'm aiming for. So, you know, we understand um, pregnancy is, you know, nine months and uh, um, people often see it as a temporary sort of like stage. So when it comes to fashion choices, when it comes to, you know, things that a mother looks to take care of for themselves, they also see it as a transitional period. So I totally understand that, uh, you know, the fashion industry really didn't think um, to maybe like, you know, cater to, this um, category of women in a more sort of like a long-term and value-driven um, way, I would say. 
and they think it's also sort of like a temporary and a throwaway category. So I didn't really have a lot of the options. I know the struggle is shared by a lot of moms and women that at least, you know, I talked with. So that really prompted me to think that, uh, can I do something to actually change that? And of course, um, my inspiration is also my mom, who has been working in the textile industry for over 15 years. You know, she's retired and uh, we sort of like come together and uh, we started to build really on this idea uh, together. And another aspect of why I wanted to really even start something on my own is you know we we all have these career aspirations you know sometimes we feel that oh maybe it's the time for us to look for a change and you know be it uh, to find a new um opportunity like somewhere else in other forms or industries or you know you start something um on the side as a side gig first um you know that is definitely something that's also driving me to do something that you know i'm passionate about uh, i could be potentially really good at um so you know both these things that uh, um helped me to make the make a choice you know okay i want to do this and uh, you know i i had the opportunity to take four months machine leave which was like the best, best period of my life so far because I, I kept telling everyone there's no period in my lifetime that I get to spend every single day, you know, and uh, like 24 seven with my son. I just uh, don't see it happening after my maternal leave. That's why I love my maternal leave so much. Um, when do I get to actually work on the business while, you know, I became a new mother and, uh, you know, have a newborn at hand? Um, it's really when he's sleeping. So which means that I was not sleeping at all. You know, um, I have these, <laughs> I have these, um, you know, first of all, the first month was tough for everybody. I barely did anything, you know, else other than just to survive, you know, together with my husband who was on personally uh, for a month as well. And we are new parents, you know, um, our baby was premature. So, you know, the first month or two was really 100% on him. And once we started to get better into a routine, I sort of understand when, you know, it's his sleeping time and we have a better grasp of the scheduling, then I can start to come back to the business during these intermittent time periods. So the factories in China, for example, um, they always ask me like, Elle, do you actually sleep? Because you are there when it's the daytime in the U.S. and you are there when it's daytime in China. I said, yes, yes, you know, I, I close my eyes, you know, for a couple of hours when you are not paying attention. <laughs> so, I mean, honestly, that's how you get to do it. Um, I mean, is there like a balance? Is there a beautiful, you know, like way to manage all this? No, like, you know, the first thing that has to go is social life. I, I'm so like, I'm so sad to say that to my friends, like when they live maybe less than two miles away, I don't get to see them for five months. I know that's really bad, but something has to give. And unfortunately, a lot of the time, social life is the first thing to go. Exactly, exactly. <laughs> so, Elle, so uh, so yeah. so it sounds like you have a lot on your plate. It sounds like mm. you're doing a lot. And, you know, you're new into motherhood. This is your first baby. And, um, and you're also starting a business and you have a full-time job. Can you explain why it was so important to you to do this now? 
So for me, um, you know, for me, it's really uh, someone who doesn't appreciate procrastination. You know, we all reach different stages in life and uh, we have these aha moments, these epiphanies. And, uh, uh, you know, sometimes chances really don't wait for you. My mom, you know, she has a lot of ideas. She always tells me like, oh, you know, everything that I can think of that is needed in the market, people always come to invent it later on. I was like, oh, that's great for you. You know, you obviously have great uh, um, insights. But, uh, you know, she sometimes do say that, oh, I wish I, I also worked on this or all that. So that kind of feeling sort of always reminded me that, um, you know, if I could, I would avoid it. Um, feeling that way it's like I don't want to down the road two years later thinking that oh you know I had this really strong um, strong urge I had this strong instinct that, that you know this is something that could really make an impact and uh, I could really be good at uh, um, delivering on this impact well then I don't want to later regret that I didn't do it because maybe I wanted to sleep a little bit more or maybe I was unsure maybe I was not confident I'm still not confident, uh, you know, about uh, uh, what's going to happen because we don't know what's going to happen. But uh, you sometimes just have to, you know, push yourself through and, uh, um, you know, have that sort of um, comfort zone boundary, like being crossed. That's how you grow. And I think that that drive really, you know, made it happen for me to decide that, okay, this is imperative for me to to do because this is what's in my mind, what's burning in my in my side that you know this urge that I should really just do it. There's no delaying because if we delay things and you know they usually don't happen. Correct. Absolutely. I think you, you yeah. have a great point there. And it, it, it was the same way for me. I think there's something about you know the pregnancy process that definitely also helps your creativity. It almost seems yeah. like because we're creating a life we are mm -hmm. basically in creation mode we want to create something and so it's natural for a lot of women to feel like they need to create during that time frame because i've met a wow. lot of women that love mm -hmm. to create i'm sorry that created amazing businesses while they were pregnant or they came up with amazing ideas while they were pregnant and even right after you get pregnant because your body mm -hmm. doesn't really I guess, understand that the baby is out of your body. Your body mm -hmm. still tries to keep creating. So your body is basically, wow. you know, you're sort of in creative period. You're, you're, mm -hmm. you're, you're, you're more innovative. You're much more, mm -hmm. uh, you know, you're thinking of ways to solve problems. So that's something that I've definitely seen in a lot of women. And I've actually asked a few psychologists um, and they, they've said that that's true. Um, that there's a particular hormone within, in women that definitely hates the creative, creativity process um, during pregnancy and, and right after. So that's amazing. Yeah. <laughs> anyway, that's I just amazing. To point that out. <laughs> yeah. I, I mean, if I can just uh, jump in to follow on your note, because, you know, you asked me, why do I do it now? I mean, in addition to what I just said, I absolutely loved my pregnancy and uh, it was not an easy pregnancy. You know, I obviously had a premature baby and I had a hematoma. I had, uh, you know, like George was breached at some point. We were at triage at the hospital so many times. It's not like that aspect I love, but just being pregnant, this whole journey is 
so glorifying to me that you know I I'm almost becoming a little bit like not obsessive, but I just like loved that period, and that's why when women say that oh you know this is just a period that I don't feel like you know I'm at like my best either you know how I look or how I feel, and I just wanted to get it over with, like. It just kind of pains me, you know, for us to uh, us women who is going through this significant journey, but then think in that sort of way about how to really, like, you know, uh, go through this stage. That's why, you know, one of the mission for Amelia George is to help women to really, you know, transform some of their mindsets and uh, start to really think that pregnancy is like a really a glorified. Uh, stage and the phase like most important phase of your life that nothing should be just to get it over with and yes. it should be something that we absolutely are proud of I was 42 pounds over yes you know it changed a lot of how you know I look at things but it didn't you know bother me to take like a professional headshot at seven months of being pregnant and uh, um, you know just to try to be very proudly going to meetings going to events and, uh, you know, yeah, just to be proud of this uh, incredible phase of your life. So that is really a kind of mindset I hope to transcend, you know, the brand and uh, um, help more of us to think that way. No, I think, I think definitely, you know, you're, you're on the right track um, with just how you studied everything and, um, and the steps you're taking, obviously, to get there. So quick question for you. What do you do for you know, now that you have your son, what do you do for childcare? Who helps you? Yes. So, so if I may just start, there's something, there's a daycare in China that's called grandparents. <laughs> so uh, me and the son of my, um, you know, Asian friends, especially from China, we are absolutely blessed to have the, you know, to have the parents to come all the way to New York, you know, like they drop their life and then, you know, stay with us for the first few months, um, especially after, you know, after birth. Um, that's just uh, incredibly, incredibly helpful to have the grandparents to be hands on, you know, um, they help bond with the baby, they help, you know, me um, and my friends to recover, especially if you have like a C-section. And, uh, um, you know, they help you to cook, they get you to feel like home, they help you to transition uh, to this mom's role. So um, that was, you know, the childcare that uh, I was very fortunate to have um, until, you know, when I started going back to work. And, you know, my mom is in her 60s, um, taking care of, you know, George is really, uh, it can be pretty caring for her, uh, for her age. So we decided to have a nanny. And, uh, um, you know, eventually we will send George to, uh, to preschool and then, um, you know, go from there. So that is what we are doing right now. And also finding a great uh, nanny is, um, uh, is like incredible because, you know, you leave the most important uh, part of your life with a stranger, um, you know, just to go through all the due diligence, talk to the references and all that. So. Uh, so that's how we are doing. And also have a supporting husband is very important because there are so many appointments. Um, you know, it will take a hard toll on a woman's career if it's always a woman who has to take leave to, you know, to uh, help the baby make doctor's appointments and all that. 
so thankfully my husband and I, we take turns um, to take leave and uh, to work from home so that we can ensure that we can uh, share this uh, more equally. Well, definitely a lot of studies have shown that, you know, you know, more men are stepping up to share the burden of, of, of you know, of the chores at home as well as, you know, childcare responsibilities. And that has really helped a lot of women um, to advance in their career. So I'm definitely not surprised that you're doing everything you're doing uh, because you have a supportive um, system. You have, you know, your, your, your husband, you also have your mom, I assume, because, you, you know, you've been talking about, a lot about her. So I'm assuming she's helping out as well. So it sounds like you're, you're really, you really have a great support system. And I think if there's anything that I can learn from this conversation with you, it's that, you know, you're able to do what you do because of the amazing support, support system that you have. So what challenges are you currently facing as a working professional and entrepreneur? Is there any advice you have for working women that are looking to start a business um, on the side or looking to start something that they're passionate about? What would be the first mm-hmm. set of advice you would give them? Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, I mean, uh, this is actually um, a very great time to ask me because, you know, this week has been uh, very tough and I have been thinking a lot. Um, so if I, if I can give advice to, you know, all the great moms there who are looking into starting a business, first is to, you know, to completely forget about balance. Sometimes I wonder what balance is. You know, balance is super subjective. It changes. Um, it changes over time because when we consider balance when we were single, when we were dating, it, it's completely different when you become a parent. And it will even, you know, change more after you become a entrepreneur, right? So I think just to stop thinking about, uh, okay, I have to be able to manage like this set of uh, things that I know now because those things will change when you try to balance later on. So, um, you know, as I said, I feel, you know, we don't see friends often. That's the first thing that's out of the balance equation now. And then, you know, the second is just in terms of time for yourself, you know, to, you know, if you want to work out, if you want to uh, do things, that's also something to uh, to to have to just uh, bear in mind. When it comes to career, um, you know, it's more about being a parent. I hate to say this, um, you know, the, the, the company side, you always can do it in your spare time when you are not being a parent, when like the kid is going to sleep or, um, or like in school. But uh, it's more about being a parent itself and uh, um, to balance out this career during the first uh, few months after you go to work. You also, you know, just had a baby and you are going to work. I don't know, you know, you probably have your own set of um, feedback, but um, I feel um, I don't know if like it's okay to say this. I feel like a lot of the times working moms are still, you know, caught in a hard place. Like you are damned if you do, and if you're damned if you don't. And I hate to say that, but it's like a reality. For example, I wanted to extend my maternity leave, but because you know we had a, a pressing deadlines immediately after that, I couldn't extend it. But a lot of my colleagues did. So when I returned to work, um, a lot of the other colleagues actually kept to say to me, say, oh, like, I can't believe you're already back to work, you know, as if I couldn't wait to get to work or if I ne- never thought about, like, spending more time with the child. <laughs> <laughs> so it's like, oh, I can't believe you're already back. Or, you know, if um, now several months back into work, you know, people may 
also noticed that, oh, like, you know, we take a more frequent sort of like leave because, you know, George has this appointment, that appointment, this, um, this thing. So I feel that the people do pay attention to working moms um, just a smidge more. I think it's already sort of like a sensitive uh, process for moms to, you know, to go back to work, to leave their babies um, at home. This first separation period is already a little bit hard, but then when, you know, a extra some extra attention to, to sort of like, and also like perspectives on what you are doing, what you are not doing, why are you doing this, your choices, like being scrutinized a little bit, um, it definitely, you know, makes me feel like I salute to all the working moms like so far and how, how they are managing other people's expectation and the expectation of themselves, the expression of their family. Um, I honestly have such, such newfound level of respect for all the, you know, all the working moms, I have to say that. No, I think, you know, a, yeah. lot, of, a lot of moms are doing great work. Um, despite all the, you know, the stress, anxiety, the exhaustion, you know, the, the drop-offs, the pick-ups, so many expectations and the mental load, of course, how can we forget that? Just, you know, who is going to grab groceries? Who is going to, you know, pay for, um, you know, the school field trip? There's just a whole bunch of different things that, you know, moms in general are, you know, dealing with. And then when you have a walking mom to that, you know, a mom that goes outside of the home or walks from home or, you know, is doing different things, starting a business or running a business, it's a lot of work. It's a lot of work. And so that's something that, you know, I'm definitely uh, proud of, of, you know, of the women that are doing amazing things around the world. Um, to I said about that, yeah. so, well, it sounds to me like, you know, you, you, you have some things figured out and then there's some things that you've not figured out yet. What are those things that you've not figured out when it comes to being a, a working mom with a demanding schedule? Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think the things that I'm still learning and I would love to learn from, you know, all the great moms in also your network, if they will provide me with some advice is really to how to balance um, your own sort of like set of expectations for yourself. Because, you know, I've, I have like this guilt, I have um, separation anxiety from George, I have this um, you know, guilt from work as well when, you know, people may have to remind me a couple of times of the things that um, I need to finish when, you know, before I was working 24-7, I was the kind of people who worked during my honeymoon. I know it's not something to advocate for, but the, I see the difference and I understand why people from outside also see the difference and may have different expectation level. So, like how to really find that uh, uh, middle ground that I can be forgiven to myself. I can be more uh, generous with myself and, you know, just, and also just uh, being able to enjoy, enjoy this whole uh, new role and the whole new complexity of my life a little bit better. I think, you know, that is something that I'm easily trying to figure out. And I would love to hear like from other, like more experienced moms and, you know, entrepreneurs and the career moms. 
I think I think you are absolutely doing all all the right things. And like you said, there's just you know a lot to be grateful for when it comes to the amount of work um, that working moms do, especially here here in America. We live, you know, you had four months of paid parental leave, and a lot of women mm-hmm. don't have that. So that's something absolutely. That, we should definitely be grateful for. I'm also home um, on maternity leave and I have four months of maternity maternity leave as well. And mm-hmm. I just, I, I can't even imagine going back to work right now. You know, yeah. I, I just cannot. So it, it just gives me a heart burn when I think about women that don't have any kind of paid maternity leave um, or even some of them don't have unpaid maternity leave. It yeah. It's the end of the job. So that's yeah. something that, you know, definitely it keeps me up at night uh, and makes me um, excited to keep doing this work um, at Mother Honesty. But I wanted to ask you, so when do you take the time to rest? When do you take the time to practice some self-care? What do you do? What do you enjoy doing to kind of keep you energized, keep you challenged and, and, and excited about your job? excited about mm-hmm. motherhood because that's something that a lot of people don't have the capacity or the bandwidth to continue doing right they don't have that yeah to keep going you know they yeah. kind of say oh i want to do this i want to do that and they start but they're not able to finish but they're not able to mm-hmm. carry through because they don't have enough passion or because they just cannot they just don't have enough energy to keep going so what do you do to refuel what do you do to um to energize yourself to hype yourself up and say, you know what, I have, I got this, I can do this. Can you share that with some of our listeners? Yes. Um, so obviously, you know, um, 24 hours is just a set time. And now it's becoming a lot less for things for myself compared to before. Um, I think one thing that I do is to be really, really conscious and creative uh, about my schedule. So I actually look at my calendars a lot. I don't know if other people do. So during the day, when I have a moment, I would actually look at my calendar and I will constantly think that, you know, do I have like any in between times that I can squeeze in like a 45 minute gym? Um, honestly, it is incredibly hard to go to the gym um, because just like, commuting to the gym and then come back, it takes an hour and uh, it has been uh, very, very difficult. So, um, so basically, um, I just have to think outside of the box, maybe you know, I would just leave the house an hour and a half early, like from now on, and return to, to make sure that I can actually squeeze in that time before I go to work. Or, you know, at night when I'm tired or when I'm a little cranky, when I feel that I really don't want to like talk to anyone. Sometimes I just push myself to do one more thing. You know, when you want to just uh, shut off, just uh, force yourself to do one more thing that uh, you can accomplish, you will be surprised that, you know, over time that will accumulate the amount of uh, things that you can finish. Because if you just do one thing a day, then, you know, a week you do several more things a day, you know, they add up. So um, I would, uh, you know, really recommend uh, maybe we just uh, practice, like, you know, be mindful uh, to uh, to practice more like, you know, uh, stamina. I, I don't know how everyone accumulates their uh, stamina, but, uh, you know, just uh, for me to just, uh, you know, push us through, push us through that I work one more hour or I do one more thing or I get up one hour early, then, you know, um, this is how I can uh, manage to squeeze in a little bit more self-care. 
Um, you know, I like every week I try to find an hour or two somewhere to either get a massage or maybe do pa- uh, many patty with my friends um, or something, you know. So um, that is the one thing that I would really recommend to just be mindful of how your day is going and pay attention to your schedule and then just to think creatively what I can do today, like and a little extra without burning yourself out. Um, yeah, and then, you know, just uh, um, also spend the less time sort of um, being anxious about not being able to find the time. I, I mean, at least I went through that stage. It's like I get upset. I get angry that, oh, like, how come I, you know, I my life has changed so much. I don't have time for this. I don't have time for that. I think that itself is taking the time. So, you know, when you start to get into that uh, sort of like um, cycle um, of thinking, then, you know, like tell yourself like, oh, no, 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 stop. And maybe I can just just switch, you know, switch the mindset thing. Okay, maybe I can just uh, do something quick for like 20 minutes or 30 minutes. Um, yeah, I think the, uh, the impact of this small things, you know, to accumulate really, really um, will be beyond what uh, you may imagine now. So I would really recommend that. No, I think, I think, yeah, you're definitely, you know, doing, doing a lot of good things to keep yourself uh, energized and challenged and excited about, you know, obviously all of your amazing next steps. So what is it like raising, raising um, George? I mean, how, how have you been able, what, what are the, what are the new things that he's doing that keeps you excited about you know, <laughs> going home and, and just having fun with him and, not thinking about work because that's something that mm-hmm. is to do, right? Like I know that I love thinking about, you know, I think about work all the time and I'm always like, no, 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 Blackson, you have to like relax and just, mm-hmm. you know, once you get home, um, obviously now I'm on maternity leave and I'm not able to think about work. So that's awesome. But what do you like, what is he doing now that just keeps you excited to go home to him? Yeah. So, I mean, he's, um, he's seven and a half months now. So, you know, we went through the excitement stage of being able to roll over, being able to sit up, you know, he started to call mama like a couple of months, um, actually a few weeks ago, I would say, but now like he only calls, (laughs) now he only calls mama when he's like, he's like in distress when he's left alone in the crib and he wants me to come and hold him obviously I always come to him when he calls mama so he knows that to work um but you know I definitely throughout the day um I find time to go through the pictures even today like even as of today I still go back to the pictures you know of the day when he was born when my husband and I were in the hospital unexpectedly you know um, because he came five weeks early um so I still go back to that uh, very first day. And, uh, you know, George is a very happy baby, which I'm so proud of him for. Um, I love looking at his smiles. I, you know, I have the videos out on the subway. I look at his um, pictures or like at lunch hour. So, you know, that really makes me feel um, really, you know, feel better about uh, everything else, anything that could be happening at that um, moment or that, that hour. Like looking at his pictures really uh, help, and we do have like nanny cam, so I would talk into the camera. I would call him, you know, this is Mama, this is Mama, and he would like, you know, turn back. So mm-hmm. that's mm-hmm. just an incredible, incredible uh, feeling. That's why I'm moving the family back closer to work. 
Um, I know it's crazy, you know, um, we own a home, we are renting our beautiful home out to, to rent a new place uh, near work. And everyone in the family is sort of like mad at me for doing this. But I, I told them, you know, you guys don't understand. I'm still going through this separation anxiety, you know, with George. I feel that uh, I'm, every time I go to work, I still have this like pain. I, I, I guess everyone else is experiencing it. I have this pain and I want to be closer to him. You know, I want to be able to take lunch time. Um, you know, if I don't have lunch appointments, I would be able to see him and spend like, you know, 40 minutes or 45 minutes with him. That just uh, makes all the difference. And I think it's worth it, you know, um, um, at least uh, for now. So, um, so that's what I'm doing really, you know, to stay connected with George, to, to make sure that I'm present for him. This is one thing that I felt that I didn't have as a single child. And my parents were always away. I was like with my grandma a lot. I, I would have wished, you know, they were more, they, they were there a little bit more. So I'm very, very um, conscious of my, you know, my presence being available to George. I try to work from home so I can say hello to him like once in a while. So he knows I'm here. Um, yeah, being present is something that um, I think is just invaluable. And I, I love my, my husband for being like a dad who is very, very present with George as well. Um, I think that's just something like so important. Wow, you are goals, Nana. You are goals. <laughs> so, so let's dial it back um, to to Emilia George um, for a minute. When is the big lunch? Uh, so yeah, so we just um, uh, set the time, December 9th. Um, so the brand will be officially launched. You know, our e-commerce store. I trust everyone will love our design. I was involved in every single stage um, of the whole design. And hopefully, you know, it can really present to all the great moms, you know, a space where they can feel, you know, really beautiful and feel proud of being a mom. And also one thing that I really want to highlight is our clothes. And you saw me, you know, wearing the clothes at the summit. It is so transitional that uh, you know months or years after your pregnancy you can still wear them like so proudly and so beautifully all the nursing features are hidden so it's not like you go out and everyone see your zipper knows that you're breastfeeding or you're pumping it is something that we really come up you know um try to make sure that uh, these are truly valuable pieces that people are proud to wear for many many years and uh, uh, that is something that I hope, you know, can speak to a lot of moms, new moms or, you know, um, veteran moms out there. And even like people who are not pregnant, uh, um, you know, I will have some beautiful pictures to show you how when people are not pregnant, they can also wear the clothes like so beautifully. That's why it is something that I really want to um, differentiate how people perceive maternity clothes. Absolutely. I know a lot of people don't buy maternity clothes because they think that they can just use it. And yeah. once once the baby is here, they can't wear them anymore. So I'm really proud of you for, you know, definitely thinking about the next steps for especially yeah. working women that, you know, make, you know, such a huge um, investment in, in maternity pieces and then yeah. have to trust that, you know, once. Yeah, exactly. Realize. So Yeah, so exactly. Is, I mean. Go ahead. 
Oh, sorry. Um, yes, I mean, especially when it comes to uh, working pregnant women or working moms, you know, I definitely think the industry really is under-servicing this group of um, amazing women just because, you know, because I'm pregnant, I didn't want to just to change how I usually dress. Um, and, uh, you know, just to give them the options of still um, being able to uh, go to like a cocktail function event or like go to client meetings to do presentations to get deals done and still feel comfortable, feel beautiful. I think that is something that we definitely hope to fill the white space in the market. Perfect. Well, thank you, Errol. This is this been a pleasure chatting with you. Um, I love everything you're doing. I love, you know, your process, your thought process in starting the company, in, you know, pushing yourself, challenging yourself, working on other full-time job, having a baby, moving across, you know, town um, from Queens, you said, to Manhattan. So you can mm -hmm. connect to work. You're doing a lot of great things and you're launching soon, which we're super excited about. We can't wait to see the pieces. Can't wait to try them on. And I mean, just, Again, kudos to you. Really appreciate you coming on the podcast. Is there, is there, where can our listeners, where can they find you? Um, so basically, you know, they're welcome to follow our Amelia George official on Instagram and Facebook. And, uh, um, you know, I'm on LinkedIn. So people can just uh, uh, search me and I always, you know, stay in contact with people. And I'm very open on LinkedIn as well. People always uh, talk to me and then I just respond. I have like meetings uh, with people who are interested in like some professional experiences like all the time. So, um, yeah, Instagram, Facebook, LinkedIn, and of course, you know, our our uh, our e-commerce store is launching, which, you know, I think you can uh, easily sign up to be informed uh, the first time. So, um, yeah, so all these ways that uh, um, I'm here. Uh, and of course, you know, if uh, by any chance that they can't find me, they can always find you, right, Blessing, and that you can connect us. Mm -hmm. I'm all about, uh, uh, you know, making the connections. So definitely um, send the send all the you know uh, questions uh, my way. Absolutely. Well, thank you so much for coming. Have a wonderful, wonderful time moving, and um, we can't wait to see what Amelia George is up to by next year. Have a wonderful day. Thank you so much. Thank you so much, blessing. Thanks for tuning in to the Mother Honestly podcast. If you want more of what we're talking about, head to motherhonestly.com for relevant content for mothers at work, in business, and those figuring out their next steps. Mother the Summit 2020 will be here before you know it. Save the date in your calendar for October 1st and 2nd at the Brooklyn Expo Center, New York, where 1,000 plus women will rise together in motherhood. I'm asking you for a favor. Please rate and review our podcast. Your reviews help us grow and we love growing here at Mother Honesty. Bye for now. See you next week.